Hey, this is Pastor Chad of Go Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this sermon inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Man, y'all sound alive today. Give God a good hand today. He's so good. You woke up today. You got to church. Uh, I'm telling you what, this is going to be a great day. I, um, I'm, I'm so excited to see you guys. We weren't here last week, and it just seemed like I hadn't been to church in forever. And Helen acts like she hadn't been to church in forever, so we're glad to be back. No, I'm kidding. We, had, we have had a, um, just a, a little time of, of stepping back and just taking a breath and, and being alone together, and it was awesome. We survived that, so that's good. 26 years into marriage, and when you can go away together, yeah, come on, somebody. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's, it's exciting to get away and kind of rekindle the old flame and just take a breath. I want to encourage you this summer, find you some time, take a breath, and tell yourself, as Kenny Chesney would say, everything's going to be all right. Anybody know that song? Well, you act like you do. All right, you act like you do. I was, I'm telling you, we got to go see Kenny Chesney. I'm in revival. I'm in absolute revival. I, um, I'm today talking about anchors, so I'm, I'm out there on the boat today, and I've never, I did, we, um, we were in Branson a couple years ago, and we had, we rented a boat and took it to Table Rock Lake. I'd never drove, do you call it driving a boat? No, you do. I call it captaining a ship, is what I call it, and it was awesome. We get out there, and everybody lived. No one died. Everyone, nothing capsized, which was amazing, but there was one particular part they gave us one of those free tubes, you know, the, the tubes that you um, ride on on the back of the boat. What do they call that thing? Tubes. I don't know. It's a tube. I'm not much of a knot tire. I tie a knot and just hold on tight. So we take this ship out. It was a huge ship. And um, we take the ship out. And as the captain of the ship, I get to do what I want. And I decided, hey, let's, let's take this inner tube and let's throw it off the back. And the first thing I'm asking is, hey, did you guys remember where we tie it? And then, and then Helen's like, let's, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe we ought not do it. I'm like, no, it goes somewhere off the back. I know the thing that goes around like this, you don't want to put it anywhere near that. Other than that, we're fine, Okay. What propeller? See, I'm a captain, man. I am a captain. I'm gonna get an anchor tattoo right here, just like Popeye. And we 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 took it out. The boy, one of the boys got on. Did Cameron get on it? Was he the one that got on there? I can't remember one of them. And I literally, I don't even know if I put the thing into forward, and he fell off. Helen's like, bring it back in. We're done. This was good. This was a lot of fun. So this year, try something you've never done before. And I think it's going to be awesome. We're so glad you're here. We're in summer. It's summer church. We're in the vibe. We're in the moment. Jamie's back with us today. So this is good. Jim's excited and has been hitting on her already. So we have got love is in the air. It is amazing. I want you this summer to be the summer of love. When you find out that love again, that first love, that, that moment that you came to Christ, that excitement, because that is what is contagious. When you are excited about something, it's contagious. I'm excited about Kenny Chesney all the time. 
I, wrote, I mean, every about 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, this will be a great Kenny Chesney song, great Kenny Chesney moment. And one day, eventually, my wife will like him too, if I'm excited enough. Some things are not going to happen, though. But anyway, still, find something to look forward to. Look forward to God. Open up the Word of God. Begin to get something that you need, because that is the anchor that we need. If you have your Bibles, go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. I've never preached this before in my life. Brand new sermon. I haven't plagiarized it hardly at all, so it's just going to be really good. Take a moment, if you will, and the world right now that you're living in, I'm not talking about the world that they're living in, I'm talking about your world. Do you have something in your world that seems to be adrift and you can't quite hang on to it? You, maybe it's joy. Maybe it's, if you're overwhelmed this morning, is anybody in this room overwhelmed? You don't have to raise your hand. Anybody in this room overwhelmed? Maybe you're underwhelmed. Maybe you are, you feel like I, I should be here, but I'm here. Let me tell you what, the anchor is what we need to find. When we get, uh, um, there, there's a song and it simply says this, the anchor holds. When the ship is tattered, the anchor holds. Hebrews chapter number six, go to verse number 19. This hope, everybody say hope. This hope we have as an anchor, everybody say anchor, of the soul, both sure and steadfast. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, but sure, that both sure and steadfast. What I find amazing is here, this little bitty verse Hope, I hope, I believe, my hope, my trust, my faith is in this anchor of my soul. So many things we want to anchor ourselves to. I, I talk about bands and I talk about people and I talk about entertainment, but over the last couple of years, those things aren't quite an anchor in my life like they once were. I realized that what I need is I need a steadfast, I need something that's going to hold me still when the waves crash. I don't know about you, but waves have crashed my life over the last two or three years that I never thought would crash. Relationships are gone that I never thought would be gone. People that I knew have come in and out of my life that I never thought would come in and out of my life. I thought they were an anchor. Let me tell you what gets in people. When your hope gets in stuff, when your hope gets in that which I think I need, you're going to lose every single time because you're a sinking vessel without your hope being in Christ Jesus. The only constant that we need, we need Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, you need Jesus. I'm not judging, but you need Jesus. I'm just telling you, you need Jesus. Sometimes I need to act like Jesus, don't I? Don't say amen to that. That's, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Sometimes we just need more of Jesus. Oh, just say this. Say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Doesn't that feel good? That you don't have it figured out. That you don't know what to do. Jesus is the anchor. You know how long the anchor has been here? on this planet. The Greeks, they say, invented the anchor at 600, roughly 600 BC. That's before Jesus. Because the Greeks, when they first started, 
they were big fishermen and they were big, they were explorers and they would go out and they had these boats and there was nothing to anchor themselves when they were away from the dock. They would just go adrift and, and finally one day they decided, hey, we need something to hold us steady in the water so that we can do what we need to do when the winds come, when the rains come. We need something that we can anchor to, that we can, we can build some kind of foundation here on the water. And they, they began to build, the first anchors was made of bags with sand in them. They realized that doesn't work too well because the sand will leak out and it doesn't hold and it's not stable. Then they would do rocks. And then occasionally they would have a big rock and they would tie a boulder, not just a bag of rocks, and it evolved into what we see today as the anchor. I've been on many carnival cruise ships. I love cruising. And what's amazing to me is this. That ship has thousands of people on board. Thousands of people. Well over 5,000, a size of a city. And all it takes is the ship to stop, and this big hunk of metal to fall down to the depths. I don't even know how far they go, forever. And it immediately, that ship becomes subject to the anchor. The ship can't do anything unless the anchor begins to be lifted and begins to move. Do you realize that our lives should be that way? That we don't want to do anything unless that anchor says, yes, this is Jesus is saying, I want you to do this. This is the right move. This is the right step. What's so difficult is we want to move and pull that anchor when the waves get to come. We want to easily pull the ripcord, don't we? We want to go, oh, no, no, this is too difficult. I don't like this area of the water. It's too deep. I don't like this area. I don't like this in my life. And God's saying, I need you to go out farther. I need you to put your faith and your trust in me. Just hold on to me. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. And you watch it See what God will do every single time. Some of us right now, you may be in a place where you're like, man, I feel like I'm adrift. You might not be in a drift. You might be in a place that God is launching you into deeper waters, launching you into a deeper vision, launching you into a deeper relationship. What guy? God wants to use you for such a time as this. Launch out and anchor to Christ because he is all we need. Amen? Amen. Over the past week, I talked to more people about Jesus. I was on vacation, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to people about Jesus. I want to just relax. I want to listen to music. One day, I was sitting out by the water, and I listened to, I would listen to movie soundtracks. I got into Castaway and all these romantic movies. I don't know why. I'm just going to confess. And I was just chilling. I was listening to Bridges of Madison County soundtrack, just the instrumentals. And I was just listening to this instrumental music, and Helen's like, I am not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to the water. I'd rather listen. And I just got into this romance of the music, and I was trying to get fresh with Helen. I don't know if she wasn't biting on it. But anyway, you get in a vibe, and we were at a dock, and we were overlooking the Gulf, and we were just, just chilling. And all of a sudden... A lady looks at Helen and I. She's an older lady. And she looks at us and I'm like, oh God, she's going to come up and talk to us. Oh, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I don't want to give anybody advice. I'll just say jump, just jump, whatever, just jump. Jump off this boat. I don't care. Jump off this, this whatever. We're at. Jump off this uh, patio. I don't care. Just go. Don't, don't come over here. And we're the only ones there. So she's obviously looking at us. You ever, when somebody's looking at you, you try to look around to see, hopefully they're looking at somebody else. But there was nobody there. And she walked over and began to talk to Helen and I for the next 20 minutes plus. Come to find out this broken woman had left her brother 
who was just causing the family complete misery and total trouble and total chaos. I know none of y'all have relationships or family members like that. He was being mean to their mother. He was, he was just crazy, absolute going to crazy town. And we begin to talk to her, and we just try to encourage her a little bit, and, and we're reaching out to her. And again, I'm like, man, God, this isn't the time. You know what? It's always God's time. Amen. God's not looking for your vacation schedule. God is not looking for your work schedule. You say, man, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. Your anchor is holding you steady. The rock Christ Jesus in this world needs him now more than ever. And I got news for you. Jesus is not coming out of heaven to witness for us. That is our job. And as we pour into others, God begins to pour and bless our lives. Amen? So we begin to talk to this lady. And lo and behold, her father was assembly God pastor. And then I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I'm a pastor. Then I got convicted. It, it takes a lot for me to get convicted. And I'm like, I'm actually a pastor. You are? I am. Oh, that's great. Oh, you guys look great. You're enjoying your life. I'm like, we were until you came up and started dumping on us. I was in vacation mode, man. I'm listening to romantic instrumental music from my headphones. Helen's listening to the ocean. I'm gazing into her eyes. She doesn't know what I'm listening to. It's great. I mean, we're having a wonderful time. And then you come up here telling us how bad things are. What happened was this. She has drifted away from Christ. She had gone on her way and hadn't been to church in years. This once preacher's kid drifted away from the anchor that was in her life. Now she finds herself completely lost adrift in the tide. And what's amazing was, it's just a few days ago, we began to witness her and tell her to get back on that anchor, get back to the hope, go back to Christ, grab hold of that thing. Our time is not convenient, but it is God's time. And you may say, God, I don't have the time for this vision. I don't have the time for this problem. I don't have the time to reach out to this person. I want to be who I am. I want to be away from all this noise, but God may have you for such a time as this to be the anchor to someone that is lost, that is adrift, and is desperate for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Be that hope for them. Amen? Amen. It's amazing how God puts things together. It has never been in a convenient time for me. It's never been in a convenient time. When God pushes me, is when I want to go, no, no, no. And God says, yes, yes, yes. And I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, yes. Y'all know what I'm saying? Don't act like, oh, I do what God says all the time. I'm a Christian. I'm born again. a believer now. Whatever. You know you're not. You are. Let's go ahead and go offline here real quick. I went to that church and the pastor called me a sinner. He said, I wasn't even a Christian. I'm never going back to that place again. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13. We'll get into the Bible. And there's going to be one verse that's going to sound so confusing. I'm just warning you in advance. And when I read it to you, it's going to sound more confusing, but it's the most incredible verse I've ever read that I didn't understand until I understood it. God's word is absolutely astonishing, and whatever you need right here, right now, God will give it to you. If you came into this room unhinged, concerned, worried, or if you're watching online, the anchor, the hope is Jesus. He is all around. Everything that we do, God created this masterpiece out of the incredible mess. Amen? 
For when God made a promise, everybody say a promise. If you, have, if, you have, if you have a pen, I want you to underline this or go back. When God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, God swore by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless you. God did two things here. One, he established a promise covenant with Abraham. This is why this is so huge. If you are at a place right now where you're, maybe you're financially concerned, maybe you're marital concerned, maybe your kids are concerned, if you have any care or concern in this world, right here, right now, God has given you a promise. God is so powerful. He promised Abraham an incredible thing, but God did not leave us hanging or stranded. He gave us a hope and an anchor through Christ Jesus. He said this, Surely blessings, I will bless you. Look at your neighbor and say, I am blessed. Well, gas is $5 a gallon nationwide. You know what you are? Blessed. I don't get to go on vacation this year because I spent all my money earlier in the year. You know what you are? And a little ticked off and jealous. Okay. You're blessed. Oh, my kids are barely, barely passing. We've, we got out of the whatever grade just on a sheer miracle of God. You know what you are? My husband and wife, they don't look at each other like they used to. You know what you are? Everything the enemy says, no, you're not, you're sick, you're cursed with this, or you have a problem with this. No, 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 you're blessed. The next time you say, I'm overwhelmed, oh, follow it up with, but I'm blessed. Oh, I'm discouraged. You're blessed. Oh, I'm overwhelmed in anxiety and fear. No, you're blessed. Because what God said to Abraham, God is saying to every single one of us sitting here in 2022, and the first thing he said was this, you are blessed. Don't speak the curses of what you see. What is faith? Faith is I can't see it, but I sure do believe it. I can't smell it, but I sure can taste it. The victory and the presence, whatever you're lacking in your life right now, you are blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. And I will multiply, I will multiply you. Wow. Have you ever seen the movie Multiplicity? Okay, you know, there was the one that like couldn't get right. He was like, you know, he, he had to wear the mask because he would hot glue gun his eyes shut. You may feel like that one. Sometimes I feel like that one. Or maybe you're, you're, the, you're the housewife or the house husband, whatever it is. Or maybe you're the strong, bad construction guy. That's who I feel like I am. I'm that guy. But in my mind, I'm more like the guy I'm going to poke my eye out. That's what I'm going to do. God said he will multiply. You know what, you know what I mean? I find this amazing because this and I've been preaching this this year. We all feel like we don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I, I'm running. I'm working. I'm working for those people that aren't working. I've heard that for this entire first half of the year. I talk to people like, man, I don't have time to go on vacation because I'm working for those that aren't coming back to work yet. You know what you are? One, you're blessed. You're blessed by God. And two, God will multiply you. God will bring people into your path. Today, if you're a business owner and you need employees, you know what you are? Start praying, God, I thank you for multiplication. Everybody else may not be hired, but I'm blessed and we're going to hire. God, I thank you that I'm anointed by you. I think I'm covered in your blood. I need volunteers. I need people to serve. We need church people. You know what? This is a growing church that is multiplying, and you're going to go reach the harvest because there's a net that God has put in your hand and an anchor that he's held you to him. 
them. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, this church is multiplying. I see it. How do you see it in summer? Our church has always grown in the summer. You wait, we're going to grow every week this summer. Why? We do things different at Go Church. We do everything backwards. That's what we do. I don't know why. We do. Maybe it's because of me. I'm a, I'm a weird person. I get it. And guess what? You're all weird too. He called me, he called me weird, and then he said I wasn't a Christian. He, you're going to be back next week. That's what I love. You're blessed to multiply. What does that mean? God's going to bless your time. You may say, man, I put eight hours in, but it's as if I got, eight, I got, I got 16 hours worth of production done. I, I went to work, and creativity is getting ready to come back to this church in an unbelievable way. Why? We're getting ready to put some time in it. God's going to multiply that time. God's going to bless that time. God's going to press that time down. He's going to shake it and cause time to run over. You're going to say, I have so much time, I don't even know what to do. I guess I'm going to learn to fish or learn to hunt or go golf. I have got so much time. God says that he would multiply you, and he would not do what? Put more on you than you can bear. So today, if you say, man, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. No, I'm blessed, anointed, and highly favored. Oh, I ain't got enough time or energy or ever. No, you got more than what you need because God said that he has multiplied you. I'm a multiplier, man. I'm going to multiply and not divide in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. That is good. I'm excited. Can you tell? Okay. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the what? Wow. I didn't, I just now caught that. I skipped reading that. Must have been at the house. Patiently endured. Let's take that out. People say, I think KJV messed up. Patiently and endured. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I will tell you this. This is what I love about this church. You guys are patient, but not really. But I'm going to speak that you're patient. And none of us like to endure stuff. Guess what? We're humans. Very rarely have I ever come across a human being that says, man, I just love to wait on things. I just love to wait. Just sit and wait. I just love to wait on God. I've never said that in my life. I will never say that in my life. I'm like, I don't like to wait on God. I like to, when I speak it, boom, it happens. That's what I want. But it doesn't happen like that, does it? I have to patiently and sometimes endure the storms. Those are things that aren't very good, but if you realize, wait, wait, if I, if I patiently endure, if I patiently endure, God has already spoken a promise. This is what I want you to think. I wish I had my board up here now. I was going to do it. I'm writing on it. First came the promise, then the pain, then the endurance to get the promise. That's good. First comes what? Because there's no reason to have pain unless there's a promise worth waiting for. What has God promised you? You may be right now, you say, man, I'm I, I maybe not even in the promised place. You need to get to the promised land. How do you get to the promised land? 
Step out of Egypt where you're at. Whatever's binding you up, whatever's confusing you, and get to a promised land of God. What is that? Get your exodus going. Get your exodus on and say, I'm leaving on a jet plane. See you later, trouble. I got to go find some promises over here because you ain't worth it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Say amen. Find the promises. How do you find the promises of God? If you believe in God for an unsaved loved one, that's a promise that you're saying, God, I hang on to that, and I believe that, then you're in the promised land. Yeah, but I haven't seen the miracle. Then you may be in pain. Maybe they hurt you, or maybe you're just trying to endure. If there was a promise, there will always be the possibility of God doing what God does. Here we go. For men indeed swear by the greater And an oath for the confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Now that sounds crazy, doesn't it? What he's saying was this. God said, men can tell you something. I can tell you today, I can go, hey, I've got financing today, 1% interest. I can give you a million bucks. First thing you're going to go is, okay, who's financing you? Because Chad, I know you don't have a million dollars cash which would be true. So I would go, well, Helen has it. What would the next thing you do? I got to double check with Helen to make sure she got that kind of cash. Helen says, well, I don't have it, but this guy over here has it. What God was saying is with men, you have to go find out where, where, where's their promise coming from and can they really deliver? Can they really? You ever had people say, man, I could do this and that and it's going to be dirt cheap. And you're like, can you deliver that though in the time? You know what I'm talking about? You got to kind of check some references. God says, you don't need to do that with me because the moment I said it, he said a key word here. He says, for men indeed swear by the greater or someone that's got the money or someone's got the power to back you up and oath. So God did the number two thing. He already made a promise that I'm going to see you through. I'm going to get you through the pain. I'm going to get you to the endurance. And then he says, I am not only going to promise you that I will get you through, but I'm going to give you an oath. My oath is this. He said, I'm making a blood covenant with you, Abraham, that wherever you touch, wherever you go, I would give to you. I promise you. Not only promise you, but I am connecting us together in such a way that the world can't do it. The bottom line is this. We can go and seek man's approval. We can go and seek female approval. We can go and seek approval from the news or from Facebook, but God says, once I say it, I do two things. I make you a promise that will never be broken and an oath. And when God says it, it is as good as done. Amen. The power of God putting his word into action over our life. He says, when I speak it, I promise that it will happen. If you're sitting here this morning and there's a promise that you're hanging on to that God told you, that God led you to, you need to know this, that he's even gone another level than that. He doesn't need to go, hey, ask Jesus, he'll back me up. Oh, ask the Holy Spirit, he'll back me up. No, because he's God. He is absolute truth. If God spoke it, he gave you a promise, he gave you an oath, and he also said, I'm going to give you the peace to get through the storms. How do you get through a storm? An anchor has to be rooted. This morning, your anchor cannot be in, well... The banking institutions can do this for me. Your hope has to be Jesus paid it all, and I'm holding to that. I'm not holding on to price per barrel. I'm not holding on to that. I'm not holding on to infamil. I'm holding on to Jesus 
because he is Jehovah Jireh. What is that? My provider. He is my multiplier. The widow woman dipped down and got that bread every time she needed bread. Why? Because God was the multiplier. Verse number 17. That's God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise. Now, this is where this comes into you and me. The immutability of his counsel confirmed by an oath and by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. What does that word immutable mean? God does not change. Your circumstances are changing all around you, but God is like, I'm not leaving this point without you. You can walk away, but if you're anchored to Christ as the author and the finisher of your faith, let me tell you what, do not let the winds of this world, do not let the cares or the worries get you down, tie you down to that mess. Don't get anchored to that. Get anchored to that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. God of the universe created you. Whatever you need, he would supply. There is a promise and an oath. And he said this to Abraham. He says, this is the thing. I don't change. I'm not going to do this only for you, Abraham. But I'm going to do this for every one of your heirs. God told Abraham, everywhere your foot steps, I will give you. Your heirs will outnumber the stars in heaven or the grains of sand. Let me tell you this. The moment we come to Christ, the moment we give our heart to Christ, we become an heir and a joint heir to the promise and the oath that God gave to Abraham, which is this. God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. There's nothing you're going to need. There's nothing you'll ever lack. And then I will multiply you, bless you, press you down, shake you together, and cause you to run over. What we need to declare is God is the God of me and my house and we will serve the Lord. Give God a hand clap of praise today. That by the two immutable things, which is what? The thing that God never changes. It's the promise and the oath. We might have strong consolation who have fled from refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul. All we have to do is believe that Jesus is. Jesus is. He is everything that I need. You realize how amazing that is that today you can leave here and you got, I got no worries. No worries. Yes, do not do this. And I know you're thinking, yes, but. Do not yes, but me. Not today. Yes, but you don't know. Nope. Let's pretend. Jesus is everything you need. And when you speak God's word, I want you to, I'm going to challenge you this week. The moment you wake up and the wind hits, the storm comes. If you've been married for a long time, you know when you wake up if the storm's coming or not. And you start thinking, what did I say to her last night? You start to play that movie back over. 
Teenagers, you know when you see mom and dad with a... You know, you better start playing. What did I do? What did I say? Who did I text? Oh, my God. Did they really see that? Yes, they did. You need Just say this. If you're a teenager and your mom and dad pull that belt off, are they going to ground you and take that phone away? I'm blessed. I'm ble- start quoting the word of God and see what happens. Let me know. Let me know how it worked out for you because it didn't work out very good for me. But you're blessed. God will multiply you. God would. What do you need God to bless in your life? What are you overwhelmed with? That is the thing that's so amazing. Speak it. God, I'm blessed. We're still moving in our house. And it's boxes everywhere. I could go home today and kick the boxes. Ah, ah, there's so much stuff. Or I can go home and take one box at a time. And go, God, I'm so blessed that I got a house to either put this stuff in or throw it out in the, gra- or the garage or throw it in the trash. I'm blessed by God. Lord, I thank you that my kids today, they come to church. They get up and they go to church. They worship God. Harrison just turned 18. He's officially a man and can go to jail, all right? <laughs> or go to hell. No, he can't. But I love that he loves Jesus and he goes to church. He works around here. I love that Hayden works for us and he, he loves God and he's so passionate. He's beginning to stretch his boundaries, getting a little vision for his life, beginning to move forward. I love that about him. I love that Cameron woke up and he wasn't in a bad mood today. That's good. He wasn't smart enough to know he's a blessed anointed child in Jesus' name. I love him. Starting to plan out his future. That God does have a plan. That God does have a purpose. Let me tell you what. You may have been enduring some things, but hang on to your kids. Hang on to that love. Speak life over them. Speak liberty over them. Speak freedom over them. Speak blessings upon them because they're yours. And that's the way you love them. Just think how much God in heaven loves us that created every single one of us to worship him, to grow in him, and to be in the covenant that nothing can break except you letting go. When we hold to God's unchanging hand, you can build your hope on things eternal, as the psalmist said. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Today, if you're overwhelmed, hold to God. You may think, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. For a few moments today, I want you just to say, God, I just need you. God, I need you in this area that I'm overwhelmed in. I need you in this area that maybe is a little... It's over my head. Jesus is here to be that whatever you need. You know what I pray to God this summer? I pray it's the biggest summer where our family members come to Jesus Christ and join us in worship together. That would be amazing. We all come together and we all go to Sunday dinner after church. We're all hanging out and, and loving one another and high-fiving each other. What, the, what a moment. That, th- that would be one less worry, wouldn't it? When we say, God, I thank you that you're never going to leave us. You're never going to forsake us. That you have made a promise that you're always going to be there. Abraham had to endure many things. But God brought a seed into this world that changed every single one of our lives. Don't Take for granted one moment of the pain and the sacrifice that Jesus endured on the cross because God had promised an oath to us. A few days ago, I was in a, the hotel and let God, let me, let me tell you what, I, I, I come up with this. 
Everybody's in this same storm. Everybody's, you know what, this is, this is one time in my lifetime that we are all as, as corporately as a nation in storms. And most of them are basically the same big storm. There are people now that are more hopeless than I've ever seen, but there are people that are holding for something and you have the hope of Jesus Christ. There's never been a time this church should be packed every single Sunday. Why? People aren't going to church anywhere. This is the one season that we have to be the best evangelists and all you gotta do is throw an anchor. Hold on to Christ. Salvation, this is summer, salvation summer is what I'm gonna declare this in Jesus' name because you're all blessed and you're gonna multiply like you've never multiplied before. So I'm at the restaurant, out by the pool, and the waitress comes over, very friendly, nice young girl in her 20s. But I noticed something odd about her. It wasn't what she looked like. She looked like a normal 20-something girl in college. Except she had bruises. In odd spots on her body. At first, I thought, man, she must do some dope, man. I, Lord, I pray for that. I rebuke that spirit. And I got to talking to her, and I don't even know how it came up. I probably told her, Helen and I have been married for 26 years. Usually, that's where I start. My wife and I have been married, and blah, blah, blah. And she said, I just got out of a relationship. I said, oh, yeah? And she said, because of this. And pointed to her bruises. Because her boyfriend would beat her and hit her, grab her. Literally, in, in, within the 24 hours, she, with, she has gotten out of this relationship. And I told her, I said, I'm proud of you. And she did something else that really caught my eye. And I pray you grasp something today. It is not about your stuff. It's about your anchor. And she pointed to her chest right here. And what she was pointing to was not a tattoo, not a, just any piece of jewelry, but it was a cross. And she said to me, she said, it's because of this, I can get rid of this. Jesus. And I said, you could not have said it any better than I could have. Jesus was her anchor. Jesus was her rock that gave her the strength to go, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this pain. I don't need this. I don't need this. All I need is Jesus. Church, this morning, you need Jesus. I need Jesus. And that world that is so confused that needs hope, just need you to tell them that Jesus is everything that you're ever going to need. Because there are more people right now. There are more open doors right now. There are more opportunities. Everybody's crashing. Everybody's concerned. Everybody, the wind and tempests are all around every single one of us. But there is a hope that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And can hold us steady in the darkest of storms. When we grab hold of that. Church, we're going to be free and we're going to get everybody around us the freedom that they need through Christ Jesus. Amen. Stand to your feet today.
Jesus is here. With every head bowed and every eye closed, those of you watching online today, just take a moment and do an internal research. Are you more concerned or are you bothered about something in your life? There's nothing wrong with that. Jesus wouldn't have said, I'll be anchor if there wouldn't be storms, right? So God is always trying to help us. He's made a promise. He made a blood oath. Today, if you have something that you maybe you're overwhelmed with, maybe you have a situation that you don't really know how to deal with, I want you to lift up your hand right now. I got a, I got a situation. Maybe it's at work or home. If you're here today and you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, I want you just to lift up your hand and say, I got to hold on to something. Something's got to change. As we worship, the altars are going to be open. And I'd like for you to do this today. I'm going to ask you to step out of your seats. And I want you to, God, I lay this weight down and I pick up an anchor I pick up some hope today and as you lift up your hands and surrender all that mess God I thank you you were so great you do exceedingly abundantly above what I can ask think or hope God you've made a promise God I thank you today in the name of Jesus everything that seems to be overwhelming everything that seems to help us Stay down. Lord, I just rebuke it in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for peace. God, maybe it's a relationship that has really become toxic, and you can't even see it, but it's there. God, we thank you for the freedom in Christ, that everything's going to be all right. God, may we hold to your unchanging hand that will never let go. It will never walk out on us. Father, I thank you today. May we run this race weight-free with an anchor of sheer hope through Jesus. We give you the praise and the glory. And the church said, thank you for joining us. And a very special thank you to all of you that faithfully give. It's because of you it makes this ministry possible. If you enjoyed the sermon today, you can click on the bottom of the screen or go to GoChurch.tv. You can also go to GoChurch.tv to give or text 84321. We want to encourage you to take a screenshot, subscribe, and share. If you enjoyed this podcast, have a great week.